Hi everyone and welcome to Be True, my podcast about the writing I love and the writing I do. I promise I won't rhyme the whole time. That's my NPR voice. I'm John Tessitore and today, Easter 2020, the first standalone poem to be featured on this podcast. The first poem not published first in one of my little books, but recently published in the wonderful little journal Boats Against the Current, which you can find online at BoatsAgainstTheCurrent.org. As the title may already suggest to you, Easter 2020 is a pandemic poem written during the worst part of the lockdown when the numbers of the sick and dying were climbing at an alarming rate and we saw no end to our isolation. It's a poem written in that moment that tries to imagine the end, a springtime of new growth, resurrection, Easter, but has some trouble seeing its way clear. The specific occasion of the poem was the appearance of daffodils in my yard, bursting through the leaves of the previous autumn, just like they do every year. Daffodils, spring flowers, native to Europe, to the Iberian Peninsula, now planted around the world to mark the moment of renewal. My yard in suburban Massachusetts is surrounded by several acres of woods. I live a few yards from a protected floodplain. It's not exotic, just oak and pine and maple and some invasives, which I try and fail to manage. And it has a small stream running through it. It's the best feature of where I live, drawing all kinds of birds and deer and critters to my windows. Have you ever seen or worse, heard a fish or cat? It's amazing and chilling. But as you may know, The woods are also a royal pain in the ass. First, there's the dog problem. My dog Luna announces the arrival of every critter all day long. John, that son of a bitch bunny is back. Second, have you ever tried to save a house from encroaching vines, wild raspberries, and ever-growing tree limbs every week during the growing year? Fucking exhausting. But there's nature here, however circumscribed. And there's history. I don't know the history very well, but you can see it if you look hard. There's an old New England stone wall cutting through the southern part of the woods and another to the east. These walls do not mark the territory of my current property. They're remnants of something else. And so are the daffodils, which grow in weird places, deep in the woods in a small ditch behind the shed, planted in these places sometime in the distant past when the woods weren't woods, but someone's garden. It's with this realization that the poem begins. Easter 2020. The hands of the buried have dug to light. Overnight, flattened fingers pierced the leaves that cleave to the loaming after the thaw, clawed the soft ground at the margins of the open yard, and spread to heaven. Soon they will be hidden in the bramble of wild raspberry that chokes the edge of this wood in the glade where the oak stood tall on this side of the mended wall that once marked the limit of my knowledge. No deeper had I ever wandered into the wild than this outline of an old estate or a farm gone to seed, overrun. A quiet garden must have grown here with bulbs along a hedge, maybe a walk for girls with baskets, boys in short pants, It's still too soon for jocund company. No blooms to twinkle across the gray sea, although the forsythia is powdered today with yellow, like the shavings of a pencil. 
Maybe the season prepares to write its way back to routine and tell the tale of our returning. I may not be ready to reckon again with time if what I seek is a pause in the cascade of days, a frozen moment, since the ones we love may not live along tomorrow. Narcissus always rises to remember this sorrow and weeps as the season resumes, as the vines creep to claim dead flowers. Narcissus, the figure of Greek mythology, whose name is the Latin genus of the daffodil. It's a good name for a tough flower. The Narcissus of myth was a beautiful young man who rejected the love of two others, the nymph named Echo, who in her grief withered away until she was nothing more than her voice repeating what she heard, and a man who cried out and was heard by the gods. In punishment for these acts of rejection, the gods doomed Narcissus to love his own reflection for eternity, a love that can never be consummated, and he too withers away to become the flower that now bears his name. In other words, the story of Narcissus is the story of beauty unshared, beauty kept to oneself. I'm not sure I had that particular conclusion in mind when I wrote the poem, but it's a pretty good metaphor for a lockdown. Readers of poetry may also know the most famous daffodil poem in English literature, I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud, by William Wordsworth. It's a very typical Wordsworth poem, the poet remembering a field of daffodils he once stumbled upon while wandering, the joy and energy of that scene now existing only in his memory. With Wordsworth, everything's always better and more important in memory. At least this one's a happy memory. He calls the flowers jocund company, a word meaning joyful and perhaps a play on John Keel, the name of a flower very similar to the daffodil, and I stole the phrase outright. But it's not really stealing in this case. It's called an illusion. So this is a poem that begins in death and a tentative rebirth, remembers a happier scene, an Easter egg hunt at an earlier time in the history of the woods, and ends with an image of beauty unshared. It's our COVID experience as seen through the prism of Wordsworth, Ovid, and the great poet of New England, Robert Frost, who also gets his own illusion in my reference to the mended wall that once marked the limit of my knowledge. But there's one passage that seems entirely new in this poem, at least to me. It's the kind of thought I only have or arrive at or realize by saying it out loud, by writing it an admission that comes to me only in its expression. I may not be ready to reckon again with time if what I seek is a pause in the cascade of days, a frozen moment, since the ones we love may not live a long tomorrow. I may not be ready to reckon again with time. The pandemic was a pause, but only in public activity. Life continued, and private activity accelerated. Emotional life took on a greater burden. Whatever you took with you when you closed the door to your house or your apartment, that stayed with you. If you had a problem or a disagreement with a loved one, it was locked in with you. Either you solved it or it festered. If you were in mourning before, you were still in mourning and had fewer ways to escape or distract yourself. If you were building a relationship, you found ways to keep building or you lost the relationship. 
If you or someone you love became ill, finding care was as complicated as it's ever been. All of us lost loved ones in the pandemic in one way or another. Sometimes many loved ones, in many ways, all at once. And there was a moment there, at least for me, when the burden of all that emotional weight was so heavy that I didn't think I could take any more. No more additions. Also, no more risk. No more sickness or dying. And I actually thought to myself, I hope they don't let me open this door. I'm not ready to end the lockdown. I'm not ready for more. I saw the daffodils blooming and thought, I am not ready for spring. And when spring finally came, I was different. I think we all were in some way. I think I'm still sorting it all out, to be honest. I'm still shedding the baggage of that period, letting go of survival strategies I no longer need. Learning to live again in routine. The losses of that period were enormous. The sacrifices we made were necessary. The inconvenience, temporary. And frankly, I have no sympathy for anyone who thinks we sacrifice too much. I'd do it all again tomorrow if called. But it was an extreme moment in many ways, and Easter 2020 was my way of understanding, in the moment, that what was most extreme for me was the burden of the self forced to stare at itself for a long time. The way in which I and we became Narcissus. It's the prison of narcissism. At least the actual Narcissus had something pretty to look at. And so, in the hope that you're out in the world again, healthy, distracted, jokened, and once again able to ignore your own shit for at least a few minutes each day, this is John Tessitore concluding another installment of Be True. If you've listened this long, thank you. You can find more about my work at johntessitore.com, and you can find Easter 2020 at boatsagainstthecurrent.org. But first... Go read Mending Wall by Robert Frost. It's a more complicated poem than it appears, and Frost will remind you to be careful what you wish for. Isolation is hard, but community sucks too. Special thanks to me for today's theme music, which I call F Chord. Maybe we'll talk again. And if you enjoy this little podcast, leave some stars or a review and tell your friends. In the meantime, I gotta feed the dog. All right, Luna, I'm coming. Mm-hmm.